Fran fam, what's going on? Listen, before we start this podcast episode, I have a very, very small favor to ask of each and every single one of you guys. I appreciate the support that all of you have been showing for the podcast up until this point, but we want to try and get these episodes out to as many people as possible. And how we do that on the audio side is by leaving a review and dropping a five-star rating. So if you've been a consistent listener of the pod, please, before we get this episode started, it only takes a couple of seconds, leave a review. It could be a two-word, three-word, four-word review or just leave a rating do something to get the word out so that we can get the marvin francois show to more listeners moving forward outside of that love you guys appreciate the support but without further ado let's get into this episode ladies and gentlemen this is the marvin francois show your number one source for all things business finance and investing and today is a very special day because our guest today is a dapper young gentleman He's known by some as one of the leaders of an amazing financial literacy platform that has serviced high-level entrepreneurs from all walks of business. To others, he's known as the CEO of Takeoff Financial, uh, one of the best financial firms throughout the country. But to himself, he's simply just a man looking to serve and provide value at the highest level. Ladies and gentlemen, from Brooklyn, New York, I'm here with the one, the only, Myself, Marvin Francois. Listen, welcome to the Marvin Francois Show, y'all. This episode is going to be a very different one from what I normally do. You guys have seen me create this platform. And on top of, of course, my normal talking head content that I do on YouTube, I've leveraged my network of other high-level six, seven, and fortunately enough, eight-figure entrepreneurs to come on here and give y'all a game about business strategy, uh, business finance, right? Learning how to leverage credit and investing it in spaces like real estate, stocks, trucking, um, high ticket sales. Uh, The list just goes on and on and on. But as I've grown to build this platform, just through conversations that I've had, not only with guests that I've had on here, but even just my team as a whole, one thing I've started to realize is as much as I love sitting down with entrepreneurs and I love sitting down with you know, the individuals that I bring on this platform, never have I ever done a podcast episode or just had podcast episodes, plural, where it's just me talking to you guys one-on-one. I'm not sitting here talking about, you know, the nature of my field, which is credit and giving y'all game on funding and all these different things. Like, no, I'm just talking about my journey and my experiences as a business owner and essentially documenting this process for y'all as I'm going through these experiences so that individuals who are either trying to get to where I'm at in business or who are at my level of business, can learn from whatever I have going on, take it applied in their individual business journeys to grow, right? To avoid the mistakes that I made, to do whatever I did and do it better than I did it before. Um, And just ultimately connect with you guys in a way that I've never been able to do. So I sat down, told myself, all right, cool, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do some podcast episodes where essentially it's not going to be any guests, not going to be any you know, crazy edits, graphics, nothing like that. It's just me talking about my experiences and giving it to you guys so that you can receive value from it and, you know, just take it and apply it in your own respective journeys as business owners. So here we are, the Marvin Francois Show. There's no specific name for the series. There's no anything like that. It's just me, you, the one and only. Um, so for, t- for today's episode of the Marvin Francois Show with just your boy, we are going to be talking about the biggest lessons that I've learned as a business owner after almost losing my first business. Yes, that is correct. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my current company company, company right now, Takeoff Financial, is a, essentially a new company that I created coming off of my first company, which was called Francois Capital LLC. Last name Francois, Capital, 
in the finance space, LLC, the business. Now, um, I had a solid amount of su success with that business, and I was able to serve a lot of individuals and provide a lot of value for, in for individuals with that business. But there was a dark side to that journey that I have never really shared with the public. And I think it's important that I do so now so that once again, you guys can learn from the mistakes that I've made so that you don't make them as well. So to, to take a couple steps back and talk about what that journey of building Francois Capital looked like. So I started Francois Capital in November of 2020. From there, when I started the business in November of 2020, I took all the information that I got from masterminds, mentorships, and things of that nature to start scaling the business um, going into 2021. So from January of 2021 to March of 2021, that's when a lot of the information that I had about credit that I was putting on, on these platforms like YouTube, Instagram, and beyond started to blow up. And as a result, the company blew up, right? So essentially all I did was I looked at the marketplace of the credit restoration and the funding space. And I asked myself, what aren't people doing? Well, people are giving the information, but they're not packaging it in a way that it's digestible and still valuable for their target audience. So I'm going to take my background. Some of you may know this. I come from a background of being an entertainer, and I'm going to package that with my understanding of business and my understanding of credit and put that into content that I know will translate with the masses. And it worked, right? Um, some of my earlier videos that I came into the credit space with, the Experience 24 Hour Hard Inquiry Hack, the Lexus Nexus Freeze Your Credit Report video, and the list goes on and on, doing hundreds of thousands of views, which in turn drove a ridiculous amount of leads to my newly formed company, Francois Capital. And as a result of me doing that, that allowed me to scale the company to six figures within nine months of me starting a company from November of 2020. And I believe we hit the six figure mark. It was August of 2021, right? And that was a very crazy uh, time period for me because literally from 2017 to 2020, I was I was in the trenches, y'all. I was, I was going through it, right? So from 2017 to 2020, I was actually working with my dad in his carpentry company. And throughout those years, it was just, it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. Like the business wasn't growing. Um, as we got closer to 2020, like things really started to take a dip, not just even within business, but in my personal life in general, I was dealing with a lot of things when it came to my walk as a, a man of faith, being a Christian, I was coming fresh off of a breakup with a young lady. Um, you know, things in my pops, business were just not working out. It was, it was bad. It was a very dark time for me. So you can imagine closing that year out, starting my own business and then going fast forwarding less than a year later and going from not really making the money you feel like you should be making, coming off of a breakup, just having a bunch of questions you don't know the answers to, to now having a six-figure company less than a year removed from all of that, my life did a complete 180. And it was great, right? Seeing money I never saw before, running a business I never thought I could, I, I had a chance of running, at least at that so early on, um, there was a lot of benefits that came from that and a lot of pros that came from that. But there were also uh, a lot of cons, right? There were definitely a lot of cons that came from that. And the truth is, and the reason why I wanted to talk about that on this episode is because, especially in today's day and age of just social media and being in the information age, everybody wants to talk about scaling to six, seven, eight figures overnight. How do we how do we make the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time possible? And to a certain degree, there I get it, but it's important that we also have a conversation and we talk about the reality of what that can look like. Um, and what can come with that for individuals that, especially for newer business owners that feel like, man, I'm behind. I should be I should be making X amount of money in my business because I'm here to tell you right now that for me, 
scaling to six figures within that nine month time frame of me starting my business had a lot of benefits, but it had just as much, if not even more cons and a lot more of the dark side of it that came with it that I want to be able to outline with you guys uh, on this episode, right? So I'm essentially break down piece by piece some of the not so good, the not so fun, the stuff that doesn't make it to Instagram and Facebook and YouTube so that you guys can be wary of this and just hopefully so that you you can feel a lot more confident in your journey and not feel like you got to be making a million dollars after a couple weeks of you just starting your first business. So let's talk about some of these cons. Um, the first one being because I scaled fast, as fast as I did in my first company, I had very little time to actually take time to learn about my business, right? So here's the thing about running a business. There are so many different moving components that go into it, right? The main ones being sales, uh, operations, and also customer service. And typically when you're a new business owner and you're learning these different phases of the business, you're usually the one that's doing everything, right? You're taking your consultation calls with potential leads that you're trying to close as clients. You're doing the actual work that whether it's a product or service that you're providing to these clients once you close them and get them in your company. And then you're also probably manning the emails and handling the phone calls and things like that for these clients on the customer service side of things. So you're doing all of these things. And as a result, you're making the mistakes that you're supposed to make as a business owner and going through the experiences that you're supposed to go through as a new business owner to learn your business, understand your business, and to create things like SOPs, right? Standard operating procedures so that when the time does come for you to go and hire, because if you're working to grow a successful business, eventually you're going to have to hire, whether it's a contractor or a W-2 employee, you know exactly what you're looking for and how you're looking for it to be done and why it needs to be done in the business to make sure that you you know, have a clear vision of where the business is headed. And a big part of that, once again, is you doing the work yourself, right? Because my business scaled so fast, I didn't have the opportunity to do that. Because when I created the content and did everything that I did and I applied the information and I scaled to that six-figure mark in less than a year, um, my business now grew to act demand something of me that as a business owner, I could not provide. Right. I literally had hundreds of clients that came into my business in such a short span of time. And I didn't have the time to learn the customer service side of things. I didn't have time to learn sales. I didn't have time to learn um, the operational side of things. So as a result, I was faced with the decision. Do I try and hustle and muscle it out on my own? Right. And figure this thing out on my own. Or do I now start to potentially look at some alternatives that are available to me to come in and help me run this thing? Uh, the way I feel like it should be run in order to meet this demand that my business is demanding of me as a business owner. I ended up deciding to do the latter, right? Either I outsource and try and get some help or I try and figure it out on my own and I end up doing the latter, which was looking to a company to come in to help me with certain aspects of the business. So that was the second biggest thing that I learned as I was going through that process of scaling as fast as I did. One of my favorite quotes being, you have to validate before you delegate, right? What does that mean when you talk about you have to validate before you delegate? To validate before you delegate means that once again, when you're trying to build a successful company, eventually you will have to bring in contractors. You will have to bring in W-2 employees and beyond. But before you do those things, you have to have some type of understanding of this position that you're looking to get filled by someone else so that they can't come in here and do whatever it is that they're looking to do under your watch and you know what that what it's supposed to look like in terms of how the work is supposed to be done because you've done it 
right? You know how your sales calls are supposed to go. You know how the operations are supposed to take place. You know what the customer service aspect looks like, but you can't know the answers to those questions unless you've done it to a certain degree. Not saying you got to be a superstar in those things, but you have to have some type of experience. But for myself, once again, because the business scaled so fast, I didn't get a chance to do that. And I had to go and hurry and say, all right, cool. We have all this money coming in and we have all these people coming in for credit restoration. I can't be the one to do it. Let me go find a company to go ahead and put put VAs, uh, put VAs in place for me. And I'm going to let this company essentially do the, do the work of hiring and training and do all these different things that I didn't take the time to learn how to do correctly. And that was one of the biggest mistakes that I learned from, but hurt my business the absolute most. Right. So here's what happened. Essentially, what I did was I hired a company because I didn't know how to train. I didn't know how to hire and I didn't know what to look for in terms of talent to fulfill this demand my business was looking for. And I said, I'm going to give you guys as a staffing company full autonomy to hire, train and also place these people in my company and, and manage them. Right. Because that was also another thing that I thought about business, especially from all this content that I was getting on social media. The goal was passive income. Right. To build this super duper successful business. So for me, I'm like, OK, the, the success is there. The money's coming in. The clients are coming in. I just need to go ahead and get the structure in place and get these people in place. And then from there, I'm going to just go ahead and let this staffing company take care of these VAs that I have and these individuals that are they bring into my business. And everything's going to be cool. Right. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Let me tell you all what happened. I hire a company to bring in VAs and to bring in these bring in staff for my company in every aspect for customer service, for operations and for sales. But because they were the one that were bringing the individuals in and I essentially just threw my hands back and let them do whatever, they trained them how they sought to saw to be fit for my business. Right? They brought the people that they sought to be fit for for this business into my uh, for my business into my business and as a result that had a a terrible effect on, it actually had a reverse effect on what I was looking to do. I was looking to bring this company into my business because I thought that they were going to help because of this fast demand that I was getting in, in growing my business. What ended up happening as a reverse of that is because I didn't validate before I delegate. They brought people into my business, but they didn't bring in the right people. These people weren't trained the way that they needed to be in order for me to run my business effectively and efficiently as I saw fit. So what happened? As a result, customer service was poor, right? The sales side of things, we were I had people that were in the sales department that were essentially taking sales calls that weren't trained by me in, in terms of how to overcome objections and how to do these sales processes the right way. And as a result, we still made money, but we left way more money on the table, uh, way too much money on the table because I wasn't the one to validate before I delegate delegated. Um, in the operation side of things, we had people that were handling our clients' services that they had paid for. But it wasn't as effective and as efficient as it should have been. So we had clients that were, you know, once again, I ran a credit restoration company. So we had clients who had letters that were going out weeks late, sometimes months late. We had um, individuals that were booking sales calls that could have been clo closed as clients but weren't because the salespeople didn't know what they were doing. We had people that were doing customer service and didn't know how to properly answer, handle a lot of the questions, comments, and concerns that our clients had. And I had no idea. Because I essentially gave full autonomy to an entirely different company. And as a result, at this, even though all these things were happening in my business, because I had consumed all this content on social about, oh, passive income, you're supposed to work on the business and not in the business. And I didn't validate before I delegate. I had all of this. At, we, in Haitian Creole, we call it gagot, which is nonsense, which is right. I had all this nonsense taking place in my business 
that I had no idea about because the money was still coming in because my marketing was so crazy. The YouTube videos was going crazy. Everything was going crazy. So people were coming in and the calendar was filled and that was all I saw. All I saw was the calendar. All I saw was the money coming in. I didn't see the money that we were losing. I didn't see that the customer service was terrible. I didn't see that the individuals who were operating in the operations department had no idea what they were doing. I didn't see that the way that we were going about hand providing the service for our client could have been way better than what it was because I was just hands off. I was just like, all right, cool. Let me just let me work on the business and not in the business. But you got to work in the business first before you can work on the business. And I skipped that part because of how fast we scaled. And as a result, I got hurt by it. Chargeback, chargebacks came in out the wazoo. Right. People are complaining left to right, leaving not so positive reviews on Google. It, it just wasn't doing what it needed to do. Right. It wasn't until. It wasn't until it wasn't until a situation happened in the business that I realized that the business was being run, run, was getting run poorly. So let me tell you all what happened. I didn't realize that my business was on a downturn until my merchant account got shut down. So what happened was I told y'all because of the customer service was poor, the sales was poor, the operations was poor. Um, we was getting chargebacks left and right. It was one month going into the summer. What happened was my merchant called me literally while I was in the middle of filming content, right? My merchant called me while I was in the middle of filming content. And they were like, hey, is this uh, Marvin Francois? I'm like, yes, it is. They're like, great. We're calling in regards to your company. We just want to let you know that your chargeback percentage has now gone above our, um, you know, red uh, re uh, alert threshold, whatever it is that you want to call it. And as a result, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and shut your merchant account down. I beg your pardon. Yeah, we just going we just going to shut it down. We don't uh, we don't uh, we don't approve of what's going on here. And clearly something's going on in your business that that isn't that your clients are seeing that is concerning us. We're just going to go ahead and shut your merchant account down heartbroken absolutely heartbroken because at that point once again i thought my business was being run the right way i had no idea because the money was continuing because it was still coming in i saw the chargebacks but i'm like oh this is just a part of running a business right sometimes people are gonna i didn't know that i was getting way more chargebacks than what the average company should be getting at that current moment in time so it wasn't until i lost my merchant account right and essentially, at that moment in time, finally, after months of having all of this gagot going on in my business, took a real look at my P&L, right? The things that we as a business owners are supposed to pay attention to that I wasn't paying attention to because I'm chilling. Money's coming in. The calendar is full. I took a second to look at the P&L. I took time to review our how my operations team was handling our clients. I took time to listen to our sales calls. I took time to look at what the customer service uh, aspect of the business was really looking like. And all of it was terrible. I'm looking at the P&L and as a business, we're just breaking even. And I had no idea because the money was coming in so consistently. Once again, and the calendar was full for me. That's all it was. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Like the money's coming in. I'm fine. I'm able to take care of what I need to take care of. I could just focus on content and, and live happily ever after. I'm going, I'm at the end of every workday. I'm, I'm with my feet up. I'm playing Madden. Life is good, right? Because I'm living the life that I'm, I think that a business owner at this point should be living and everything is on autopilot. I'm good. In actuality, my business is on a downturn and I didn't even realize it until I lost my merchant account. Until I lost my merchant account. Right. So going through that experience, um, another thing that it taught me is that you it taught me two two other things on top of that. Number one, it taught me that your business could be one bad month away from getting shut down, because what happened was when my merchant account got shut down, 
that following month, I was scrambling all over the place to find a new merchant and no other merchant provider wanted to take me. Because essentially what happens is once your merchant account gets shut down, all the most of these merchant providers usually work with like the same two or three big banks. So when one of them shuts you down, the rest of them know about it. So they're all pulling my records and they're able, almost like credit. They're able to pull my records and see like, oh, they just, so whatever they saw that they went, and go, went ahead and shut you down. Yeah, we don't want no parts. Right. So for the entire that following month after my merchant account got shut down, I had no way to collect money. I couldn't use PayPal because I'm in the credit space. So if I use PayPal and they have money coming in, and they freeze my funds. I'm back at square one. Couldn't use Stripe because I could also risk getting my merchant account getting shut down with them again, too. So for the entire month, that following month of me not having my merchant account, my business didn't make, wasn't able to collect any money while I'm scrambling, trying to find a new merchant provider. And it wasn't until the money that was coming into the business stopped, stopped. Right. That that following month, my bank account literally flipped upside down. And it was at that moment, that's when I started to realize like, oh, we, I have not been running this business the way that it's supposed to, it's, it's, it, it was supposed to be getting run, but it wasn't until I lost the merchant account and the money stopped coming in. And I really took time to look at the financials. I realized, oh, I'm doing bad right now, but because the money that's coming in is matching the, the funds that are coming out and I'm just breaking even, but I'm not reviewing my finances to realize that in my mind, I'm doing better than what I actually thought I was, which now leads to another thing that I learned, which was. When we talk about comparison being the thief of joy, a lot of times I think business owners beat themselves up when they're going on social media and they're seeing people posting Stripe deposits and they're posting the jets and the fancy cars and all this other stuff. You have no idea what that entrepreneur's back end looks like at all. And sometimes, learning from my story, now that y'all are able to hear this, sometimes those business owners don't even know what their back end looks like. So they're just showing you the front end of the Stripe deposits and, and the screenshots of, 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 of the bank balance at that current moment in time. They may just be breaking even too. Some of them may be operating in the red, but they're only showing you what they want to show you because they're trying to sell you on certain things. And this isn't me calling anybody out, but this is me really more so speaking to business owners that beat themselves up and feel like they should be farther than they are and letting y'all know like, yo, there is a beauty in a slow grind and taking the time to truly learn how to build a business the right way grow your business the right way, learn your business the right way, especially if you're trying to be in business for the long term. It's not, it. there's a beauty in it not happening like that. Because while it was great for me to scale as fast as I did, I think back and I wonder to myself how much, how much more beneficial it would have been to me to, in terms of understanding business strategy and my the financials of my business and all the different phases of what goes into truly running a successful business if I had a slow upward trend of running this thing. But I didn't. And that's why I took the lumps that I took. That's why I didn't realize that my business was being improperly run until I lost my merchant account and wasn't able to make money for a month and damn near lost all my money because my expenses were so ridiculously high for the one month, for that month, that my business wasn't making money that if I had gone another month without making any money, hey man, I, there probably wouldn't be a Mar the Margaret Francois show. It was not looking good. It was not looking good at all, right? But once again... Speaking to those new business owners that are seeing these other individuals showing what they want to show you on social media, it's extremely important for you guys to understand that, like, you know, once again, there's a beauty in the slow grind. You don't know what the back end of a lot of these individuals businesses really look like, and they're only going to show you what they want to show you. So you have to be mindful of that and be wary of beating yourself up because you feel like you should be farther than where you where you actually are. When in actuality, you're probably exactly where you need to be in order for you to learn what you need to learn to prepare you for this level that you're you're striving so desperately to get to, right? Um, which now leads to, to another big component and another key lesson that I learned throughout going through that process. Like, 
another thing I want business owners to understand is that, yo, it takes longer than you think. It takes longer than you think. Being in this microwave era that we're in, I feel like a lot of times uh, business owners feel like it's supposed to happen quicker than what it should be. For myself, the go- even for myself now in running my business, the goals that I set for myself in business, I always put myself in the frame of mind of if I feel like, if I feel like I'm not getting whatever it is or I haven't accomplished the goal that I feel like I should have accomplished by a certain moment in time, it's usually for one of three reasons. Either I haven't worked long enough, I'm not working hard enough, or I am working hard enough and I have worked long enough, but I probably haven't been doing the right thing. It's usually one of those three, right? Sometimes it could be one out of three. Sometimes it could be two out of the three, or sometimes it could be all three. You could have a scenario where you set a goal for yourself and you're working super duper hard and you're doing the right thing, but you've only been doing it for like two weeks when in actuality it's going to take you like a year to get to. And you just got to put your head down and keep on the work in. You could have a scenario where you're doing the right thing and you've been doing it for a super long time, but you're not working as hard as you should be in order to get that goal. You could have a scenario where you're working super duper hard and you're doing the do, been doing it for a super long time, but you're doing the absolute opposite of what you should be doing to get whatever it is that you're trying to get. Right. So if you're beating yourself up because you feel as though you should be farther than you than you or making farther than you are or, or making more money than you're making right now, look at one of those three and ask yourself, OK, am I doing the right thing? Have I been doing it for as long as I should should be doing it? And am I working as hard as I truly feel like I should be? Right. And from there, it'll give you a lot of perspective on this goal that you set for yourself. If it's a goal that's actually worth having. So that you know, like, oh, okay, cool. Now I just gotta work. I just, I just need to keep. I need to keep along this grind for a couple more months or a couple more years before I get there. Or I'm not really busting my tail as much as I think I, I thought I should be. Let me turn this thing up a little bit. Or oh, I haven't been doing the. I've been doing the total opposite of whatever whatever it is I'm supposed to do to get to where I'm trying to get to. You know. Now, what's interesting is I share that story. And a lot of people may be like, okay, cool, Marv. You you realize that you were running your business the wrong way. You lost your merchant account. You were two months of not having income coming to your business away from going under. Where Where's the turning point here? What happened? Uh, well, there was no turning point, ladies and gentlemen. I lost a bit. Now, let me stop. There was a turning point. Let me, let me tell you all what happened. And this now leads to the biggest lesson that I learned in going through that entire ordeal. The biggest and most important lesson that I learned and you guys hear it all the time. At this point, for some of you guys, it may sound cliche, but man, you until you until you are living in it, and I'm living in it right now, you'll never be able to appreciate the statement. Relationships are everything. I'm gonna say it again. Relationships are everything. If you another reason why you may feel like you're not where you should be in your business, or maybe you should feel like you're a little bit farther, or whatever the case may be, is probably because you haven't shaken the right hands. That's going to give you the information, the network, or the resources that you need, you and your business need to continue to grow and progress. Because let me tell you guys what happened. When I lost my merchant account at that moment in time, I looked through my contact list and I found four to five individuals in my contact list that had success in the in my. In, had more success in my industry than I did. And I called all five of those individuals and asked them for advice on what I should do. Hey, do you know a mer- merchant provider? Hey, I'm, you know, my business is doing super duper bad right now. Uh, do you have any tips on how I can do this, this, that, and that? Of the five people that I called that are also in the credit space, one of the individuals who I called a couple weeks later said, yo, man, let's go ahead and get on a Zoom and I'll take some time to kind of dissect your business with you and see some of the different things you could do to ensure this doesn't ha- happen again. We get on a Zoom. We're, we're on the Zoom for two hours and we're just 
breaking different things down. He's giving me tips, tricks, and strategies. I thank him. I appreciate him. Didn't charge me for it, even though he should have. Don't think anything of it. A month later, he reaches out to me again, out of the blue. This is someone I've had a relationship up, for, up until that point for two years, right? Two years and some change. He sends me a text as I'm driving home one day, and he's like, hey, what's going on? You busy? I'm like, nah, what's up? He's like, I want to send you something, but before I send you this thing, I need, it, need to have your undivided attention. So let me know when you get home. I'm like, all right, bet. Texted him when I got home. He sent me a Loom recording. In that Loom recording was a 30 to 45-minute presentation where essentially he pitched himself to be a business partner of mine inside of uh, my company. He had a credit business. I had a credit business. And essentially, essentially his pitch was, look, my strengths are your weaknesses. Your strengths are my weaknesses. Marv, I see that you're very good at marketing and branding. I suck at that. Uh, but Marv, I see that you suck when it comes to systems, strategy, and operations. I'm super duper good at that. 100% of a, or 50% of a watermelon is better than 100% of a grape. Here's why I think this would work. Boom, 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 boom. Very well planned, very thorough, very pristine from top to bottom. One thing leads to another. We have a couple business meetings. We have a couple conversations. Fast forward a couple uh, months later, we end up partnering and then take off financials born. Nine months later, we end up doing double what I did within my first nine months in Francois Capital, and we're set to have our largest grossing, our largest grossing year of revenue in this year, 2023 to date. Why do I share that story? I share that story because how much, one, how much money would I have saved if I made that phone call earlier or if I looked to leverage the relationships I had um, when I had first started my business, right, to help me navigate some of the pitfalls and some of the different mistakes that I was making that I didn't even know I was making at that time, right? But two, having that relationship, even, even outside of just the partnership alone, having somebody that already had success in the space far beyond me that I was able to call and look to for some form of mentorship and guidance and advice and all these other different things played a tremendous, even if he didn't pitch me on the partnership, just the fact alone that he was able to give me the counsel that he gave me it was everything, right? So for me, and even for me, when I went through that experience, that was and still is the reminder that I constantly give myself that I have to be masterminding. I have to once a week call somebody, even if they're not in my space, just a business owner who's doing better than me that I'm fortunate enough to have the connection with and just asking questions and trying to provide them value as well, right? Because another thing that I think a lot of business owners downplay is I like, yo, this is a, this is a team sport, Right. This is, this is a team sport. Right now I'm at Brooklyn Podcasting Studio recording this. Josh in the corner, right, as I'm recording this podcast episode, we are in two completely different fields of business. I'm able to provide him value in certain ways because I'm bringing in individuals, right, that uh, are high level in their space and that he can potentially look to as clients. And he's able to provide value to me as well and teaching me different things about media and recording content and producing and, and this, right, relationships, Understanding the importance of leveraging relationships and how you can use relationships to not only progress, but get ahead and get to where you're trying to get to a lot faster versus you trying to do it by yourself. So I would say for me, that was the, the of all the lessons that I learned after almost losing my, my business and then some, understanding the importance of forming relationships, nurturing relationships, and how, how the right relationship and how shaking the right hand could be the difference from you being down under and not knowing what the hell you're doing in business to being able to double, triple, quadruple your revenue just by being connected to the right person. So hopefully 
One of y'all received value from this episode uh, of the Marvin Francois Show. And if you did, man, what are you doing? Listen, take a second, take a minute, take an hour. Adia day right here, right now to go ahead, slap the like button, subscribe to the channel and show this episode some love. If you're listening on audio and you didn't leave a review, leave a review. Let me know what you thought about the episode. And if you guys like this style of content, I got a couple. I'm going to keep doing these episodes moving forward and just talking about my experience and what my journey has been. Once again, the goal is just for you guys to learn from the mistakes that I've made and the things I'm going through in real time while I'm documenting my process so that I can serve you in your respective journeys of either looking to start a business or growing a business that you currently have. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Marvin Francois. Y'all have been good. I've been great. This has been amazing. And as always, thank you and God bless. Peace. The biggest risk that most entrepreneurs take is trying to build a successful business without funding. But that risk is a reality for one out of every three entrepreneurs because their personal credit isn't where it needs to be in order for them to access that capital. Now, the truth is you can close the gap between where your business is versus where you want it to be by leveraging business credit. But if your personal credit report is poor, 99% of banks and lenders are going to deny you from doing so. And I should know because a couple years ago, I leveraged my personal credit report to get funding from Chase to start my company. And now that very same company, Take All Financial, is serving entrepreneurs just like you that are looking to restore their credit to get access to five to six figures in funding. So if you wanna go from risk to reward, click the link above or below this video to schedule your free consultation so that we can restore your credit and put you in position to access capital to build the business of your dreams.